welcome back to the Cosmic Cafe here at thecosmiccircus.com. Each week we talk to someone in the entertainment coverage world about a different fandom, usually a nostalgic fandom. And this week we're talking to Leah of the podcast She Will Rock You about Phineas and Ferb. Um, this is a Disney Channel show that aired from 2007 to I think 2015 with a movie a couple years ago as well. Um, yeah, it's a different kind of uh, discussion we had, but it's pretty interesting, so I hope you enjoy it. Welcome. We have Leah here, as I already described in our introduction. Um, but yeah, we're talking Phineas and Ferb today. I'm so excited. I even brought Stuffed Perry to join us for the occasion. Hopefully, if we ever post the video of this, you'll get to see him. <laughs> He's here we in spirit. We do record video for these podcasts. It's just sometimes it sucks and sometimes I don't know how to edit it. So you guys are getting the audio up first and we'll see if it ever gets the video. Maybe you're watching the video right now in the future. But um, yes, Phineas and Ferb and Perry. Harry's an important part of the show. He's a platypus. He doesn't really do much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is your history with Phineas and Ferb? Like it's been, this is the, this year's going to be the 15th anniversary, like I think in August, because it's, it's the same day as High School Musical 2. So August 17th. That was a good time on Disney Channel. I remember watching the premiere Uh, Because they hyped it up for weeks on Disney Channel. Like, we kept getting the teaser snippets. um, And I was very much a Disney Channel kid, probably well beyond when I should have been a Disney Channel kid to, like, 15 or 16. Um, But I remember watching the premiere and just thinking it was so funny and so different. And, of course, it had, like, the Ashley Tisdale perk, too. So all the High School Musical fans immediately were like, well, we got to watch this. Um, and I, I rewatched the pilot to prep for this. And it's funny how, not bad, but how aged the pilot looks now compared to how like the animation looks in later seasons. Um, but it's still, it's still funny. It's still cute. It's still just like the cutest concept. Um, and of course I was immediately obsessed with Perry as was everyone. I remember you could go into Walmart and like half the merchandise was Perry the platypus. I still have a pair of pajama pants that I stole from my brother. Um, but there, I mean, the show, I still, I still think about it like almost every day when something will remind me of one of the songs that was in it or like a joke that was in it. Um, I live really close to an actual tri-city area. So I always call it the tri-state area um, and no one gets my reference ever, but I do think about it all the time. Yeah, I think it's just stuff like, it's kind of like Spongebob, like early Spongebob, where it's kind of seeded into like popular culture with like the references and stuff. Like yeah. Like the podcast references and the Dr. Duke stuff especially. But you mentioned Ashley Tisdale and she was actually like my favorite Disney Channel person, I think I would say. She, um, I did a project on her when we had to do on celebrities when I was 10. So <laughs> this was, yeah, that was pretty Phineas and Ferb. But um, I was of course very excited she was on the show and I thought she was great as Candace. Um, yeah, there's just it's just because it's crazy because like it feels like High School Musical two was like so long before Phineas and Ferb to me, but it was like the same day. It feels like they're from two different eras. It really, it really does. Because like there was overlap with Phineas and Ferb and Kim Possible, even though like I, it feels like KP is like from like a different era than Phineas and Ferb, but like there yeah. was a human overlap. I found out and. 
yeah, it was just so weird because Phineas and Ferb went on for so long. I didn't realize how long it went on because obviously I stopped watching as I got to be like 17, 18, and it would just maybe be on the background if my brother is watching it or something. Um, but now that's on Disney Plus, I kind of want to work through all the seasons again just because they're so funny. There's my cat. <laughs> okay, we'll pause. Yeah. Don't pause, don't pause the recording. So there's your yeah. cat. Oh my gosh, it's a black cat. Like, mine. yes. Her name is Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Hi, Ahsoka. Can she hear me? I don't no, know. No, because I have earbuds in, but oh. uh, she's trying to Hello, escape. Ahsoka. I say hi. She's so cute. She's very small. She was stretching up. Okay, so the thing with Phineas and Ferb was it was like the one Disney Channel show after I stopped watching most of Disney Channel. Like, I would still generally sort of keep up with it like unlike like the live action ones less so but like that one and I don't know if there's any there in any ones at the time like I think if I saw a re- rerun of like Kim Possible I would probably mm-hmm. watch that other than that like, like they kind of stepped away from animated shows right after this started I can't think of a single currently running Disney Channel animated show I, I don't was it like well, it's mean, cause I think like Gravity Falls, which came out. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Hearing, and then like Wander Over Yonder, like Owl House is Disney. I still need to watch that. Um, I forgot about Gravity Falls. I never really got into stopped. Gravity Falls. Um, I didn't either, but I should. I should watch it. Um, yeah, there's a lot I should watch. And then like, because like the trifecta for a while was Adventure Time, Gravity Falls, and Steven Universe, right? Like mm-hmm. that was kind of the, the shows of like the 2010s. Yeah, Phineasburg went on from like I think 2007 to 2015. So that was like that was quite a while. And then they did the movie, like the latest movie, a couple of years ago. I didn't even know there was the latest movie until Dan Povenmire got on TikTok and was like, "Here's some behind the scenes of the latest Phineas and Ferb movie." Yeah, they and not did. everyone was like, "What do you mean, latest Phineas and Ferb movie?" <laughs> it was like this big deal on Disney Plus because like this was before Disney Plus had like more content. So it's like, we're doing a Phineas and Ferb movie. And this, I'm pretty sure this was 2020. So like Disney Plus had like the Mandalorian High School Musical, musical series and that was it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think they might do more of it because they did Milo Murphy's Law, which was the next show Dan Pavenmeyer and Jeff Swampy Marsh did after Phineas and Ferb. And they had like, Doof was on it. Doof became like a main character on that show. I didn't see much of that show, but like Doof became a main character. And like, I think Vanessa showed up as well at some point and maybe Perry even I don't know but like it's clearly like they still like Phineas and Ferb like everyone still wants more Phineas and Ferb so I think they might find more ways of bringing it back I don't know um there's such a resurgence with him being on TikTok too and giving us all this like content that either didn't get used or just behind the scenes stuff the comments are always just flooded with this this is my favorite show you were my childhood please come back so it, I think it could get some footing if it they did something with it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think I think if they bring it back to Disney Plus, like that would be treated like the headliner content, or like people would treat it like the headliner content. I don't think Disney would, but like I think the audience would, and then maybe the next season they would. I don't know if they wanted to like another movie. Like I'd rather see. I feel like another summer of episodes or whatever, like based on another summer. I feel like that's the best format for the show I think because like okay so with Phineas and Ferb so here's what I noticed with that show because you saw the pilot right and you're like it's very dated right it, it, yeah um, I think it's more the animation style because I'm sure the budget was super low um, yeah because like the animation so the pilot basically or the first few episodes of the show are very basic mm-hmm. um it's like 
it's like the it's like it's there's this very clear formula and I remember watching it and I'm like okay well this show isn't like this that good so like you can tell what's gonna happen every episode and then like a few episodes in like they start playing around with it. it's like yeah you know the formula and we can play around within it a lot more like you have like references and like just mixing up the format and like just doing silly things and being very meta about it mm-hmm. and like I mean and then they could then they kind of broke off from it for from some for some episodes which I think was good too but so yeah I think that's why I made it last so long because if they'd done the basic format I think it maybe would have gotten maybe like two seasons but like they made it more fun and like they really went off like they wanted an unexpected direction they're like okay so here's how it works and then here's the parameters and now we can just play around with it and I think that's why it lasted so long that and the music the songs are so good. They, I sing the Aglet song anytime like an Aglet comes up in conversation. When you mentioned that it, you the Phineas and Ferb like things from the show just pop into your mind during regular life, that was the first thing I thought of. The Aglet. all the time, like I wouldn't know what an Aglet was if it wasn't for the whole Phineas and Ferb song. That and the Happy Birthday Mom song. I don't know why those are the two that stick most in my head, but they are. My favorite song in the whole show is Platypus Controlling Me. Do you know that one? Yes. Okay, that's probably my favorite, I think. It's just so random, like the whole scene. And I also like it because it kind of shows how Perry and Doof are sort of friends because it's Perry helps him out. They're work friends. It's so cute. It's It's like frenemies. And then people take it to a different direction, which I don't want to talk about because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. There's always that section of the internet. They're friends and we're like family, you know, it's like, you know, (laughs) it's a kid's show. (laughs) Is there any like standout moments to you or like characters or anything like that? I mean, Perry's always my favorite, but other than that, I love like the background characters and that they get, they get a good scene like um, Baljeet his whole anytime he's involved it's just like the funniest episodes um nothing specific is coming to mind exactly um I remember the one where he's in the band or like he went to band camp and complained and he didn't like it because they weren't giving him grades yes yes I thought he's just like such a a stereotypical nerd um and then the whole side arc with their mom and the guy in love handle it's hilarious to me. It's such an unnecessary arc. We never get arcs and cartoons about like their parents and the life before the show and when they have kids, but like they, they set themselves up having it be a blended family with stepbrothers, but then they went this whole other direction and gave mom a previous lover before even Candace and Phineas's dad. Didn't she date Doof at one point? And that was like a thing. And I'm I like, think so. Why? I think I'm so. Sure that happened for like an episode. You know? I mean, like in the in the past. Mom has lots of lots of exes in the Phineas yeah. and Ferb universe. And the mom was a pop star as well, and she had the Lindonna song. And for yes. some reason, her singing voice was Vanessa, aka Olivia Olson, also from Adventure Time. That's hilarious. But it, like, it was it's her singing. Like, I noticed like Olivia Olson, who's like an amazing singer and like the best singer on the show. Um, she was singing a lot of the background songs as well, not just as her character, Vanessa. And she, and I love whenever she would do that, I would get so excited. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. It was her. No, I can tell it's her. It's like, 
there's this weird song at one point I remember and it was like her and Dan Pobenmeyer who plays Doofenshmirtz who's her dad in the show scene and it's like oh my gosh they're like singing together but not as their characters it sounds so weird but like I love it and it's like I don't know because like I think because yeah Dan Pobenmeyer I think sings some of the background songs as well yeah he kind of tells him I think they had to use him whenever they didn't have budget to hire someone else they're like ah Dan can do it yeah He's, he, I remember having a lot of the demo. He listened to a lot of the demos with him. Yeah. And it was usually him singing because, like, they, he came up with the songs. And so, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, did you see any, like, fandom-based stuff, like, art, fanfic, et cetera, for this show? Or was it, like, more of a just a different experience watching it? I feel like it was very much a fandom-free Thing, which maybe it was a good thing by the time I got on tumblr and like when I was 18 19 you get the occasional like pick set with a really good joke or something really funny or someone finally getting a joke because some of the jokes are kind of not adult humor like not crude humor but they're kind of advanced and you're not going to get it at seven eight when you're watching the show and so someone finally connect the dots and be like oh that's actually a really funny joke and I'm just now getting it um but that was probably the extent. I never read like Phineas and Ferb fan fiction. I think that would be super weird, actually, if that exists. Um, I read it exists. It's like mostly pretty, pretty wholesome. Um, that's good because I feel like it could yeah. get really weird really fast. I do think this show that you can easily like, you're not missing out on any of the jokes. Like, you'll see on Tumblr and you can get the joke even if you weren't like in the fandom or however deep in the fandom where it's like just the show. It's like SpongeBob. Everyone kind of gets it, right? And so it's nice because there's not like a lot of discourse you have to like deal with if you want to mention like something. Because like, for example, if you want to mention something about Star Wars, like make a Star Wars joke, you know there's going to be discourse about something. It's going to turn into that, but like not with Phineas and Ferb, which is really nice. Yeah, you just get it and it's wholesome and you move on. Yeah, um, it's just like, I don't know, it's just like a most wholesome show. And it's like they built like kind of, a, there's like a sort of community around it, like with watching the TikToks and everything, but it's like a very wholesome one. And like, because I feel like with a lot of other stuff we've discussed in the show, there's been a lot of discourse and stuff, but not with this. It's just like, yeah, we like this or whatever. It's good. And like, and it's age, I mean, other than the first couple episodes looking low budget, because they probably were low budget. Um, it's aged really well like there's nothing super dated like if you go rewatch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody the fashion is so bad and so dated in those those episodes yeah I saw like I was watching like a clip of Brenda Song talking about her career and she, <laughs> they were showing like the Prindle episode and it's like oh my gosh that outfit's like really 2000s I mean it looks good on her but like still she could pull it off but yeah I was like wow like people really wore this stuff they they did exaggerate a lot on Disney Channel, especially in Maddie's costumes. I feel like they'd have her wear like three ties at one time, which was completely unnecessary. Disney um, Channel is crazy with the fashion. They like layer everything. Yeah, it was it was very much the dresses over jeans with a cardigan over it era. Yeah, I think even on like shows like Kim Possible, where they did kind of have a few different outfits each, they switched around. The fashion is dated on that show, but it's not really dated on Phineas and Ferb. It's just like... It's because it's super simple. It's like striped t-shirt, blue shorts. You're done. That's your outfit forever. It's kind of like looking kind of retro, but it's like not, it's like subtle. Like, I mean, even retro for 2007, like it was like retro for like, it looks like almost like a go-go outfit. They have like, I guess the like, I mean... 
Vanessa's goth, but like it's not like it's like a jumpsuit kind of. It's like not like a weird, really, really obvious. Yeah, it's not like a kind of goth, like a hot topic goth. It's not a specific silhouette that you're gonna think looks terrible in ten yeah, years. Yeah, like all the love handle characters are um, dated on purpose. So that yeah, makes um, yeah. So it's just it just really works. Even the music, like most of the music, isn't dated unless they want it to be. Yeah, like the love handle songs are obviously hairband knockoffs but sometimes they do like 50 style songs like it's just it's supposed to be it's very intentional and otherwise it's very I don't want to say generic maybe timeless yeah definitely not generic um but yeah so did you end up watching the end of the show no and I feel like I don't want to (laughs) did you you didn't see actor age no oh my gosh okay because I was gonna ask about that because that was like I don't know if it was that was probably the most controversial moment and even then it wasn't even that controversial but it was cool you got to see like Dan Swampy showed up on the show and like they introduced the episode and it's like they're gonna see them as teenagers now and then they're teenagers and oh and I think the discourse was firm dating Vanessa even though Vanessa would have been like a certain age although it's like he's 18 now it's okay (laughs) that was like the discourse I don't know or if Denise and Isabel didn't get together the correct way or I don't know what they wanted but um yeah that was probably the most discourse heavy episode of the show no, I, I think it was the second last episode. They did the that was right before the end. I kind of hate when shows take ageless characters and age them up for no good reason. Like the only time it ever really worked was Rugrats because they made a whole series out of it. And they but, just uh, did that with Arthur, which we have an episode about of this show. I had that with um um with Sarah from from not Disney Insider Boardwalk Times. Yeah, um, they didn't do that well at all. In my opinion, <laughs> they did them dirty. Do not watch the Phineas confirmed then because you might be disappointed I'm just it's an endless summer to me they're gonna say the yeah. same age 10 forever yes please and thank you I don't know like I, I think it's crazy that episode happened because people were begging for it for years like had the idea for years but it's like should it have happened I don't know like it's it was very fanficky. um yeah so yeah um but yeah basically like I, I don't know I like the way the show ended mostly with um like this was like Doofenshmirtz kind of turning into a good guy and then they started working for Alka and then they had the Alka file special and that's why Duke's kind of good now. I mean, he was never really that evil. But like, no, he was terrible at being evil. I still don't get why they did that. I have to watch that show because I don't understand. I need to watch it now that, that you've told me about it. It's like, he's not on it from the beginning, but like he gets on it after a while and then he just like becomes a regular character. It's really random. It's like he warmed himself on the show. I don't know. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Phineas and Ferb? I wish they would bring back the merch. I feel like now that I can afford it, it's not available or it's stupid expensive on eBay. Like my dog chewed a hole in my pants, my pajama pants that I have. And I was like, how much is another pair of these? And it, it was more than you should pay for pajama pants from Walmart. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to have to log off this thing and say, oh, they just left. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm recording this in a different space today, a more semi-public space in my building. So if people come in, people come in. So that's what mm-hmm. happened. But this was great. This was fun. Um, I just, this just episode just made me realize like how undiscoursey and problematic and fandom like this show is. You could easily like appreciate it without like getting into it, which is the same with a lot of things. But like, for such a fandom-based show this is like it's like this isn't like a fandom-based series and that's kind of nice yeah I 
as someone who is a major Star Wars fan, it's nice to have something that you like that's not like scrutinized in every little aspect. Yeah, I think for me, that was like the one day at a time reboot, which had like a fandom and like I shared stuff on it, but like it wasn't like, there wasn't like a ton of discourse. It was just mostly people appreciating it. And I really like that. Like you need that kind of thing. It's it's like a healthier way to consume media. Yeah. Especially if you're like so deep into something else, like you need things that aren't, and I have trouble because I always want to Google everything and know about everything about everything. But yeah, it's nice to have like a more casual show. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, Leah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Leah for coming on the podcast to talk Phineas and Ferb. We had a great time. Like I said, a bit of a different podcast, but... I think it was pretty cool. Um, you can follow Leah at Leah underscore Elizabeth J on Twitter, as well as She Will Rock You Pod. And you can follow The Cosmic Circus on Twitter as well. And also visit our website for our other podcast and all our articles. And yeah, thank you for listening.